All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back starting a brand new series this week. We just got done doing a three-parter on Hellboy. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my favorite series of all time, so I'm sad it's over, but we yeah, got to move on to new things. Hell of a ride. It was a hell, hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. It was a Hellboy <laughs> of a ride. <laughs> I'm ashamed I made that. And I did find out, actually, that there are Hellboy adaptations that we didn't cover. Uh, yeah, We animated. got reminded by some people on Twitter that there was actually some animated movies we didn't do, yeah. Do you know if those are good or not? I don't know. I guess we can review them and find out. I mean, having never even heard of them, I feel like that's not a good sign. But well, I mean, they're animated movies. <laughs> yeah, How true. famous can they be? You yeah, know? true. Not to doesn't rip mean on animated not, movies doesn't mean they can't be good. Right? They just don't get the same kind of like press. That, oh yeah, you know, live action movies do. You Definitely. know, there's there's animated movies that come out that are like sound awesome to me, and I'm like, wait, that happened? Yeah, like unless you're into the Spider Verse, you're not going to get much press. Right, and even that, that's like a theatrical release. Exactly. And, that's not. Know, that, like, that's like a Pixar movie. Exactly. Yeah, this is different. Yeah. So they, these like. And especially for like Hellboy, I bet you. Mm. So I mean, I'd be interested to find them though and find out if they're good. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that's going to be like teen or Ron like Perlman's. Or... Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I'd be very interested. So that that'll be a good opportunity for us to revisit Hellboy down the line. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited to do that sometime down. But we got to move on to to different things. Eric. Oh yeah. Uh, and well, so we, we got a good one. We do. We actually got a uh, request this week, uh, actually for the next couple of weeks, our, yep. our, our first uh, multi-series request on the Patreon. Uh, uh, we got a request to do Thor, God of Thunder for a three-part series, and that's perfect because there's three Thor movies out so far. Yep. So it's going to tie up neatly for a nice series here. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, Justin Lake on Twitter, for leaving that request. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and signing up for the Patreon. We definitely appreciate the, uh, the people who sign up for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're interested, we do have the, the Patreons over at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. That's where you can go if you want to request an episode. You can choose the book and the TV show slash movie that we review for that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin, at the ten dollar level, you actually get to choose a three a three episode series. So he was able to choose what we do for the next three weeks, which lines up perfectly. Oh yeah. So that's a good opportunity to get us to like dig into a run you really like, where you're like, no, you got to get at least three volumes in before it's like you know before you really understand it. So get that, that yeah, get that primo. Yeah, there's a lot of runs where like you just read the first volume and it's just like okay, but like you don't really get yeah, it. Yeah, to get a kickstart. Right. It just sets things up. So mm-hmm. it's nice to be, that we can dig into this because if we're doing Thor, God of Thunder, then that's going to kind of get us through the God Butcher stuff and then into the start of the Malekith, which is like Malekith is like the big bad of Jason Aaron's run. So it'll be interesting yeah, yeah. to finally get into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, so I mentioned Patreon, but if you also want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Twitter at Agents of Podcast. Uh, you can follow us there. Uh, that's where you'll find out like what we're reading ahead of time if you want to like read these books ahead of time so that way you can hear us talk about them and kind of know the context. Uh, that's where you can keep up with our schedule and like all the stuff we're sharing. And if you if you want a good place to read these, I always highly recommend. Like for this week, we're doing Thor. I always highly recommend Marvel Unlimited. Like oh, yeah. Marvel Unlimited is probably like the best value like you can have in comic books. Like it is just a godsend. Better than DC. Uh, DC is pretty close because it's got all the TV shows. Like yeah. DC, you know, I, I have both. I recommend getting both mm-hmm. because DC Universe, like it, it, now that they have all of the comics on there as well, like they used to not have a huge library. Oh, but I now, now now they, they're pretty much matching Marvel, and they probably have a better like desktop version. Like they have a better IT team, certainly. Yeah, I would say. Uh, but I mean, both both of them are really worth your money because I think that a lot of people who like get overwhelmed by like, well, how am I going to afford all these books, especially trying to catch up and learn about characters? Mm-hmm. It's like impossible. You can't. 
can't afford all that. Yeah, it's crazy how much access you have. Right. So when, when you're trying to like learn about characters, that especially, that's when I think the best time to get into like the digital reading is. Oh yeah. And like if you get like a decent tablet, like you can get a, a decent tablet for like pretty cheap. And that'll mm-hmm. like once I finally got a good tablet, I started reading digitally like exclusively. I mean, you can use your PC too. Yeah, that too. I mean, if you've got a good web browser, that's why I mentioned uh, True, yeah. DC Universe. They and have a good, good layout monitor. Right. Um, but yeah, I pretty much read exclusively digitally now. I, I it's it's funny because I bought that Batman Universe book, that Brian Michael Bendis Batman book. Oh yeah, and I bought it physically. I'm like, oh, this is a nice hardcover. I can't <laughs> wait to read this. And literally, I used one of my Hoopla, my free rentings. I used oh, one yeah. of my rents on Batman Universe because I wouldn't wanted to read it on my tablet. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it helps. So I spent money on it and then rented it for free. I mean, at least it's preserving the physical copy. I guess. Yeah, I, I got I got liquidation. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty much reading exclusively digitally. I think I haven't been reading that much in my free time and during all the quarantine stuff. I feel like it's kind of thrown off the loop of like my daily schedule. Yeah. So I got to get back into it. But one book I have been reading is The Outer Darkness. It's uh, this indie book that I've just fallen in love with. It's so fucking good. Is that someone I'd know? Or? Uh, uh, John Layman, he did Chew and like a bunch of other indie books. So probably, mm-hmm. maybe not. But yeah, no. It's it got a really, really fucking badass premise because it's all about like, it's like a sci-fi kind of take, but it's also got like exorcisms and magic mixed in. Oh, it's kind of like, like X-Files-ish? Almost. No, it's more like... Uh, uh, X-Files was really it's more like, possession. Yeah, it's more like supernatural Star Wars. Okay. It, like they literally have like starships that are powered by demons that they make sacrifices to and then they enslave the demon and they're like, power this warp drive. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, no, I highly recommend reading that because I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that book. I've been using my, my Hoopla rents on it, but I, I kind of want to buy it physically even though I know I'll never read the physical book. <laughs> it'll it'll stay uncracked on my on my bookshelf and I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> hey, you got it's the relic. I'm supporting it, you know, with my money. Yeah, exactly. Uh but without further ado, like I said, today we're going to be covering the first volume of Thor God of Thunder. Uh that is the first it's God of Thunder is kind of like it just kind of keeps going. Like the first 12 issues are kind of like the first story. Uh but just for the sake of time, we're going to cover the first 6 issues, which is kind of like the first uh Gore the God Butcher arc mixed in with like i think issue six is his origin story yeah uh so that's what we're going to get into today uh this story is by jason aaron who writes it and also art by Assad ribic who is a legend he's awesome yeah his art was great and colors by dean white but he, he's got a cool style it's like got this kind of like uh i'm not an art expert so i guess i don't know for sure what he used to make this but it almost looks like it has like this painted look to it yeah it um, almost looks like, like it almost looks like watercolors yeah well that look. would be more on uh on uh, Dean White, so he's probably the one doing like oh, the watercolor yeah. look to it. But the pencils are also amazing. Yeah, it's got an interesting like texture, mm-hmm. and it's cool because he has he does designs for three different versions of Thor too. Because mm-hmm. just to kind of set you up for this volume, it takes place in three different time periods, three vastly different time periods yeah. that take place maybe like. One of them is 2,000 years uh, before time, or maybe like 1,300 years yeah. before our time. And then the other one is like 10,000 years into the future. Yep. Because uh, we have three separate stories going on. We'll call them Young Thor, uh, Modern Thor, and then King Thor. I think yeah. King Thor is kind of like the moniker he's gone by when yep. people talk about him. Yeah, he's the eye patch dude. Yep. <laughs> it, yeah, King Thor looks badass because he, he looks like it's like an older like Thor with like gray hair and a beard, and he's got the Odin eye patch. Yep, very Odin like. Yep, and, and not only that, but he's like he has a metal arm. Yeah, he's got that, a Winter Soldier arm. Yeah, and it, well, it's more than that too. It's got like the spikes on it that are like from the Destroyer. Yeah, they're like coils. Yeah, well, you know, you know this, this the Destroyer, oh, from the, the giant movie? robot. Well, well, he's from all sorts well, of stuff. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, in the movie we watch later, the Destroyer shows up, and yeah, he's got like the spikes on his arm. That's a oh, very damn. distinct style okay. for like Asgardian. So he, his arm is essentially made out of the same metal. Gotcha. So like that, that's kind of just like a little Easter egg where it's like when you set something in the future, you're like, well, how did that happen? Jason Aaron's like, well, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> How did they lose his arm? It's going to be like hot right. time machine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, here it comes. Oh. Uh, but it's cool. We actually open up in the um, with young Thor, and this takes place in like 893 AD, like uh, ancient Viking times. Yeah. So it's kind of cool where uh, the whole idea was that Thor, you know, the, these primitive people um, worshipped him as a deity mm-hmm. um, because he went around there and slung lightning around and acted like a badass. And they yeah. were like, holy shit. Well, <laughs> that's not the god of thunder. I don't know who is. Yeah, right. No one else can do that. Yeah, I certainly can't. Uh, so we start out in uh, in Ireland in uh, 893 AD, and Thor's just like in a mead hall, just having a good time partying. He's like, yeah. I'm the god of thunder. Your typical Viking-like festival. <laughs> right. This version of Thor, uh, is this, I, I guess maybe a mythology expert can... Uh, join in on this because I, I I guess I never pictured Thor being like a man of the people just like hanging out and drinking but maybe that's what the stories say I'm pretty sure at some point I know he spent time like on earth yeah okay that's interesting I'd be curious to, but I mean either way it's a cool take where it's like he, he's just because he's basically just there as a tourist oh yeah Um. so it kind of makes sense where he'd just be like hey how's your ale over here in, in ancient Viking land yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he, he's there partying with them and he sees uh, one of them comes off the coast and they're like, we found something like, and they find this uh, decapitated head that just rolls up on the beach, perfectly yeah. preserved. And it's just with like a this, great look on his face. Yeah. It's just like this screaming, like Native American head. <laughs> and they're all like, and they don't know what Native Americans are. They're like, what is this? Like they kind of, or I guess they kind of do because they mentioned yeah, like, Thor's like, I've heard of like the feathered like warriors or whatever. Well, they, I think the Vikings have even heard of them because, uh, they mentioned like the, some of the Vikings, like some of our men who have sailed across the great ocean. Like, well, a lot of people say that the Vikings were the first to discover the Americas. Yeah, that's why I thought that was cool. So the, kinda, yeah, there's a very good possibility that Vikings and Native Americans interacting. Right. So that's kind of a cool take where it's like, oh, yeah, we know who these guys are. Like, yep. what happened? Why are they here? Like, yeah. what happened? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And Thor looks at the head and he's like, oh, this is no man. This is a god. Mm-hmm. And like, like this is a screaming head. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, like the god like still has like his eyes wide open, like yeah. screaming. And uh, and they're all basically like, well, what could what could do this to a god? And, he, and Thor just kind of plays it cool. He's like, eh, nothing. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but just don't think about it. Yeah, and he basically says that he's like, all right, let's get back to partying. Let's yeah, bury this guy. <laughs> Nothing to see here. And uh, back in present day, we uh, cut to, they call it the planet Indigar, which uh, is out in deep space, and we kind of get modern day Thor. Uh, yeah. There's this, uh, it's like a dry desert planet, essentially. And these aliens are praying over a fire for rain to finally come because they're all dying and they need like some kind of sustenance. Yeah. And um, like this one this one little girl on, on the planet's like, please, Thor, like I, I heard about you. I heard you're the god of thunder. Like surely you have rain too. Yep. And uh, like that's not their gods. And so they're, they're kind of like, you're being blasphemous. Like stop. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, no. Like Thor's the good god. He'll save <laughs> us. And then out of nowhere, it starts raining and thundering. And of course, here comes Thor, you know, coming down like, of course I am. I'm here to save you. Right. And, uh, and he's kind of just doing doing it is kind of almost like an Avengers-ish task. He's there like, oh, I saved you. Now I'm on my way to save the next people. I just want to know how she would have even heard of Thor, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess at this point, yeah, does this planet have, like, visitors? Because they seem pretty, like, desolate. They don't seem, like, very advanced. Right, and... it's not like there's, like, a port, you yeah. know, where, like, people talk and share stories. But... I mean, unless they're gods before they obviously got killed, like, what kind of communicated with well, them. But... Right, we get into that, too, because uh, Thor basically shows up and he's like, 
And he, first of all, he's like, wait, you guys have slug ale? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, try it out. I don't know. It gets you fucked up. Yeah. And he just kind of assumes that they don't have gods, but learns that they used to. Right. Yeah. Because he talks to the little girl and he's like, well, why did you pray to me? Like, mm. uh, why, you know, why don't you pray to your own gods? And she's like, oh, we don't have any. Like, maybe we used to, but I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, well, that doesn't seem possible. I've never found a world that didn't have some kind of like uh, mythos or mythology or some kind of like over like more powerful beings looking over them. Yep. Um, and so he flies around and he's like, I've never heard of this and I've never seen it to be true. And then he sees this like floating city in the asteroids. Like and he's pantheon. Like, right. And he's like, oh, well, I guess it is true. There are, there are gods here and I'm mm-hmm. going to go fucking see what's up. Yeah. Cause these guys are not paying their, attention. Yeah. Get off their lazy asses. <laughs> like give these guys some rain. <laughs> and so he flies in there and it's just like this like haunted, like mansion of a place. Like it's all just like dark, dim. There's bloody corpses everywhere. Yeah. And uh, he's going around. It's like, well, this was a massacre. Like, what the hell happened here? Like, this explains why the planet has been abandoned. Mm-hmm. And there's even like uh, some of and these these gods. They kind of seem like frost giant almost looking things. Yeah, uh, they're they're like giants, and they, they seem like they could have put up a fight. Yeah, they're like they're like twenty stories tall. They're huge. Yeah, but they're like hung from meat hooks. Like, yeah. in in the palace, so it's like brutal. Yeah, they did not have a good end. And Thor's kind of doing, like, almost like CSI work here. He's, like, going around, like, who could have, like, felled this blow? You know, like, it's got to yeah, be something I've never seen before. Doing a Batman investigation. Right. And then he gets attacked by this, like, uh, it's almost like the, like, the it's like a shadow frog, for, like, from what we did in Hellboy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, this shadow beast with, like, a tail jumps out and attacks him. And uh, Thor is kind of able to just, like, defeat it with his hammer because, like, light seems to have some kind of effect on it. Yeah. And, uh, but he it kind of, like, strikes him as familiar because he's fought these things before, as we'll see coming up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we get our first introduction to King Thor, who's my favorite, because <laughs> uh, he's just like sitting in a chair, like slumped over. And they they don't tell us a lot at this point, but this future, at least from what we can pick up on, it's like Thor is the only one who's like outlived everyone. Yeah, he's like, the last god, right? And it's basically just he's just hanging on. There's not much of an Asgard left. It doesn't seem like there's any earth left. There's mm-hmm. just nothing left. And, uh, it's cool. Cause this is almost, I'm pretty sure this is the same future that shows up in, uh, in other books like, uh, Thanos wins that I know you read. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh, okay. and it shows up a bunch of times in Jason Aaron's run. This huh. is the canonically the same future as that, I believe. Gotcha. Cause I, I think King Thor shows up or is mentioned in Thanos wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. He definitely mm-hmm. is. Uh, so 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 part of this, not all of this desolation is because of Gore, although a lot of it seems to be, because mm-hmm. literally uh, he's just like in the throne of Asgard with his hammer at his side. He's like, I'm so sick of fighting. Just let this be over. And he keeps like getting attacked by these shadow beasts that yeah. we see Thor fighting in modern day. Yep. So we know that this problem is like the start of something really big. Still related. Right. So like, this is a problem he'll be dealing with in 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> And it's cool because this is where we get we see the arm too. He's like, "Bring me my arm!" And he just right. like attaches it, like ching ching. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, and it's cool. He's like he's like dual wielding this like giant sword with Mjolnir in his left hand and like the the Uru arm. And so that's how that issue ends with him just kind of going to battle with this army of shadow beasts that we see Thor fighting like in modern day one of. Yep. So we know this problem just gets much worse. And so it's weird. We kind of get like in three simultaneous timelines, like three different detective stories. Because Thor is in ancient Viking times trying to find out who killed this god that washed up on the beach. And Thor is also in modern day trying to ki- find out who killed all these gods in the, in the asteroid field. Yep. So it's almost like he's like wondering the same thing. And I think it's at a certain point he's he starts to recognize that these are the same shadow beasts that attacked him way back in time. Mm-hmm. Back back when he's investigating the original crime, the guy that washed up on the beach, it's cool because he's he's sailing with the Vikings, just kind of, and he's like row faster, and they're like make Thor proud, row faster, <laughs> right? Yeah, these are like the greatest crew like ever. Well, yeah, I mean they're literally like fighting for their deity. This is like for them. True. This yeah. Is, like, 
like the like even if they die, they're like nobody has more of a right. death than this. Like yeah. this would be like being in like Iraq with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This is like like I'm going to Valhalla 100. percent This oh, yeah. is my golden ticket. Yeah, I mean, like like we literally have proof of our God. Like nothing gets better than this. <laughs> he, he just saved my life with his axe. <laughs> Uh, and what's cool about uh, young Thor, too, is I haven't mentioned this yet, but he doesn't have Mjolnir. Uh, we see him, like, at some point, like, in the Hall of Asgard trying to lift it. And he's like, you son of a bitch, yeah. come on. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And so he's not worthy yet. He's still, like, you know, young and foolhardy. Yep. Yeah, it's cool, though, because his axe almost it reminds me a lot of Kratos' axe in God of War. Kind of, yeah. It's very similar. God of War was kind of like our first uh, almost Thor game where you, like, throw the weapon and get it back. Yeah, for real, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, spoilers, but your son is Loki. Well, and Thor's in the game, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool how that ties Dude, in. Dude, I'm so pumped to fight Thor in the next game. Oh, right. Right? What oh if, yeah, I'm telling you, what if you get Mjolnir's hammer as the weapon you throw? You have to. Yeah. If, if you don't get Mjolnir's hammer after beating Thor, I'm not playing the game. <laughs> yeah, because instead of throwing the axe, you throw Mjolnir and you get it right back. It oh writes itself. Yeah. God, dude. Oh, I need it. But anyway, fighting with the Vikings is not Kratos. It's Thor Odin's. Yes, of course. <laughs> but if Kratos shows up in this, that'd, that'd be, be a cool. hell of a crossover. <laughs> hell of a... Uh, but it's cool because he's actually in modern day Russia uh, fighting against a bunch of uh, Slavic people. Mm-hmm. And they have their own gods. And so they're like, our gods fight beside us as well. Like, he'll do battle with Thor. Like, you know, we're, we're going to beat you with ours. Yep. And Thor's like, well, where are they? And like, He's right here. And they turn around. It's like, where is he? <laughs> and literally this like bloody Pegasus flies in with no rider. Yep. And they're like, uh. Not a great sign. And they're like, oh, where is Perun? Like, he's the great god of the, of the Slavic people. Where is he? He's like, oh, well, bloody horse is here. Uh, surely sure, he's fine. Surely. <laughs> he's, he's fine somewhere. Just had a bloody nose. Yeah, and then had to get off. <laughs> and it's cool because Thor actually just like straight up steals the Pegasus. He's like, this is mine now. Well, I flies mean, off. If, if a Pegasus flies out of nowhere with no rider, you jump on that. Oh, sure. It seems like <laughs> Pegasus is fine with it. So he's like, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they have Pegasuses in uh, in Asgard. So I'm sure he probably picks up on it pretty quick. Is it Pegasi? Pegasi? I want to, or I don't know, or are they uh, Pagoose? <laughs> I, I really hope it's not that. Pagoose, Pagoose, that could work. A, a flock of Pagoose. <laughs> uh, but he flies up on, on uh, Pegasus here, and he finds uh, the other god who he was looking for, uh, Chernobog, who I might be butchering the pronunciation of, but another uh, ancient uh, Russian god. It sounds like. Not, yeah, not good with Slavic uh, names. Yeah, the, the, these are all based on like old, like uh, you know, myths and, and whatever. So there's a, that shows up a lot in this run where it's like I'm the god of waterfalls, I'm the god of this. So on Earth, it's the same thing. It's like yep. he draws from all these different pantheons, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's kind of a cool idea that all these ancient pantheons all actually did have their own living, breathing gods, not just the the Norse. Yep. Because in Marvel, they really only ever talk about the Norse. There's sometimes like the Greek gods show up for like Hercules is in a lot of yeah. of, of this uh, in or the Marvel it's, universe. Or it's reference. Yeah, but those are the two big ones. You don't see a lot of the rest of them. I mean, I guess the ancient Egypt, those gods get brought up a lot. Yeah, but th- those usually have like some kind of Marvel twist on. Yeah, I, I suppose it's just because those are the most like popular and most famous, right? And like the most, like, yeah, the most like done in popular fiction, especially. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when he's in the sky, he actually does battle with Gore for the first time. Gore in here, I guess this is young Gore before he learned how to wear pants. Uh, <laughs> right. Because this is the issue where I started a Twitter poll. Because like, <laughs> literally, he's going around, and later in the in the run, he has like a loincloth. He looks okay there. Yeah. Like here, he's literally just fighting pantsless. It's like he's <laughs> rocking the banana hammock. He is. <laughs> well, not even here. Here, he's just going like free balling it. No, nah, he's got like a. a oh, you're right. He does ba- kind of have like a thong. Oh, on. yeah. He's got like a speedo. Yeah. So he's got like the gore thong. Oh, yeah. No, but look, if you look at the later panels, sometimes he has the thong and sometimes he. Yeah, it's just like a the black thong strip. comes off. It's, no, it's just like a black strip. 
Oh yeah, like going up his crack. It doesn't no, make no, but sense. Look, there's one panel here. We're showing each other the panels here. There's one panel here where he has like a thong in the front. Oh, true. And one here where he has like no pants. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of like Bayonetta, where that's clothes come off as he uses his powers. I mean, are we assuming his clothes are like symbiote? I th- well, I think all the black stuff around him is well, not got- not the symbiote necessarily, but the all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangential. But yeah, yeah. Not the same. Yeah, it could be because I, I don't think the all black is sentient. I think it's just a tool. By the way, was it you who said that he looks like Voldemort? Yeah, no, he looks straight yeah, up like Voldemort. This panel uh, right there looks exactly. Yeah, Gore like it. is Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, design wise, movie Voldemort. Anyway, I don't know <laughs> yeah, what he yeah. looks like in the book. I well, I mean, it's it probably up to who's reading it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but during this during this fight scene, I did find this fight scene a little bit awkward. The pacing of it because he has like Thor has this cool story that he tells about like meeting this like serial killer god. Yeah, yeah. And, like it's almost like the pre the like the the pre gore like the, the yep. gore that came before gore. And he's like he went around doing these like massacres and he was like almost like a Hannibal Lecter. Like he would kill people and felt no remorse and he's just like this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And Thor like talked to him in prison as a young boy and like yeah he like fell into his like pit in his cage where he's like locked up right. And like talked to him for like an hour, and like mm-hmm. just like felt like scarred by it, because like it was just like total darkness talking to him. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a cool story. I, I enjoyed it, but it's like I kind of wish we had just seen that scene. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. had it play out because like having reading this scene while there's a fight scene with Gore, a completely unrelated. Well, not completely unrelated, but tangentially related at best. Yeah. Like going through this fight scene, I'm kind of like I'm not paying attention to the fight. I'm reading this dense story instead that I'm kind of more interested in. Yeah, I could see that. Um, because like the fight is is good enough. Like, the art's awesome, but it's like, I'm kind of taken out of it because I'm paying attention to a whole different timeline in this narration. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I kind of feel like I'd rather have seen that scene and then had the fight maybe be shorter. I don't know. That's just a... Or at least had him, like, telling that story in a non-fight scene. Right. Or, yeah, do it earlier or something. Yeah, like, you don't have to actually show it, but, like, tell it in a time where, like, you can actually, like, pay full attention to it. Where you could, like, show a panel from it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. Um, But the fight is kind of worth it because of the the ending, which is really badass. Oh, yeah. It's a perfect ending. Oh, yeah, because he flies him out, and he's like, I'm about to kill you, Thor. I don't even know what you're the god of. Yeah, he's like, I've killed, like, gods of fear, gods of war, gods of love. Like, what kind of god are you? Yeah, and he's just like... Thunder. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. It's the perfect move. Yep, and and we'll talk, we'll uh, talk about it in a couple weeks. But this actually, this line is referenced in Thor Ragnarok too. Yep, when because uh, Hela is like holding him over like the balcony at the top of Asgard, and she's like, "What are you, the god of again?" And it's like, boom, thunder <laughs> crashes on him. So that's a straight up reference to this volume, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, in modern day, Thor is still kind of just trying to do detective work because I think he's starting to suspect that this is that Gore Butcher guy he ran into all those years ago, but. Um, he mentions it later too. Like Thor's memories are tough to keep track of because he's so old. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm living for thousands of years. Like you can't keep everything. Yeah, and even for like a god's memory, like there's like I would imagine it kind of works like where he's probably forgotten a lot of things. But if you like talk to him about it and start to remind him, he can maybe like start to pull it. Yeah, like it's probably like it gets filed away like deep, deep, deep. Well, it's like things from your childhood. Right. Like, you don't really, you don't consciously remember them or really remember them ever unless someone, like, brings it up. And yeah, then you or, can like, remember. shows you a picture of, like, the house where you went to daycare yeah, or something. Yeah, you can yeah. get, like, flashes of it, but it's not a concrete memory. Right. So it kind of makes sense why he wouldn't even think about gore at first yeah. until it really started to add up. Yep. Um, but to get more evidence, he visits this um, this kind of, like, celestial library kind of looking thing. It looks it looks very cool. The yeah, art is awesome. amazing in this. It's like a like a celestial library in the middle of an, an asteroid field ruled by gods yeah, it's got like a mini like death star yeah it does uh it's called uh omnipotent city uh, uh justly named uh it's uh, basically a library of the gods where all the pantheons kind of like meet up and 
uh, I guess just it's kind of like I don't know if they have like UN meetings here necessarily, but it's kind of just like a shared space. Yeah, it's like the the Library of Congress kind of deal. Yeah, they keep a bunch of tomes of like history yeah, and historical history catalogs. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Thor's kind of just going through trying to find out more about like these gods of uh, Indigar, trying to find out more like well, how they could have died or who might have had motive to kill them. Mm-hmm. And and this is kind of cool. Um, sometimes it w- I think when you're doing stories about gods, there's kind of a, a balance you got to do where it's like. You want to keep them, like, weird and mysterious, but there's also something to be gained from, like, kind of leveling them to a point where you can understand. Because I think some writers like to do the thing where they're like, oh, no, these guys are just like us, but on a higher scale. See, they have their own, like, libraries and rules, and sometimes they get drunk, too, and stuff like that. Yeah. But then there's also, like, gods where it's more, like, weird, where it's like, we'll never understand how they work or how they think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's kind of, like, it's almost a little bit too much towards the first, towards the former, where it's like these, these gods are almost, like, a little too human at some point during this run i think yeah they seem very flawed yeah like uh, gore even mentions at one point like uh he's torturing one of the gods and he's like you're just meat like you're all just meat and i'm here to teach you that i'm like if are they are are all of them really just meat no like that seems like a that seems weird to me like you'd think there would be gods where it's just like i am just the energy you know something like that like more more just like abstract totally yeah but maybe it's just gore hunts the ones he knows he can kill maybe maybe gore just talks himself up more you know maybe he maybe there are ones he just like can't even approach yeah i don't know what the rules are but yeah there could be like for all we know there could be gods on, that exist on like a higher plane of existence yeah so maybe gore's just fighting like what he can because yeah. i mean he kind of seems like all the ones he does kill are like thor level or even lower where it's mm-hmm. like he can just capture like you know they're they're like you know a superhero level yeah much. i kind of just assume that like like Thor is on a very high or like a much higher level than these gods that he's like encountering being murdered. Yeah. But then again, no, cause like, I don't know. Cause they're the, those ones were like 20 stories tall. They are huge. So yeah. Like no, it those, seems like Thor is a little bit higher, but it, it seems like Thor's kind of, cause Thor, even young Thor gets tortured by Gore later in the run. And yeah. it kind of seems like he's about to break right before he gets rescued as yeah, well. Like, so he, we know he can be like restrained. Right. And, um, I don't want to talk about it too much until we get into the Venom stuff, but I, the, when when Donny Cates went back and tied in his Venom run with this, uh, I think it gave the All Black a little more context that made me kind of respect it as like a, a cosmic entity a little bit more, so I kind of buy it more now. Yeah, that was like really my only kind of irk as I was reading this was just like I didn't know enough about Gore to really feel threatened or care about him. Yeah, and we can talk about Gore a little bit here now, too. We can kind of jump around in the order here, because the final issue is Gore's origin, Mm -hmm. which we find out Gore is basically this he was like a young boy on indigar the planet we first introduced to uh yep. and he was he lived a terrible life you know his mom was like they were starved their whole life and his mom was like eaten by like you know these like desert space wolf things yeah they're just like flower roots yeah, yeah. and so she she like tells him to run and then she gets eaten yeah she gets attacked by yeah they're like rock wolves or yeah whatever and, and gore kind of questions her she's uh because they keep giving up the only food they can find to the gods is like a prayer to save them yeah it's like that was my that was our last apple like why are we just leaving leaving it right and so gore kind of grows up with like this resentment of like well gods have never helped us you know maybe we should just fend for ourselves and like just try to like get the hell out of this like hellhole yep and, and it happens again too like he, he grows to adulthood despite his mom's sacrifice and he has his own wife his own pregnant wife and they and she dies in like this cliff collapse yeah then she just gets swallowed by the earth right so just like terrible luck throughout his whole life and he's just kind of grown resentful and like hateful for it yeah um and and it, it starts out like semi-reasonable you know like he he buries his wife just like how he wants to because he, he just is not religious so mm-hmm. he's like you know forget it like i'm just gonna bury her here uh but thor is kind of using these uh these history books to kind of track 
like what maybe if other gods have died the same way mm-hmm. and he finds a trail like he's doing like batman detective work here he, he yeah, goes through cool. like a, he goes through like all these other planets where he finds butchered gods they've all been tortured and killed yep and he and like some of them have been dead for years and like there's a really cool one where it's like a double spread page and ribic knocks this one out of the oh park. yeah this is amazing because it's like this like frost like hound but it's like colossal it's like the size of two mountains yeah it's like a kaiju yeah and but it's bigger and it's just like lying dead on the ground and its worshippers are like still showing up to pray for its resurrection yep so it's like this is this is the kind of like this is the kind of stuff that I'm interested in because this is like he's not explaining too much about like the gods it's just like it's here and something killed it and you're yeah, like whoa exactly like, what killed it like, like it, yeah it gives it a way bigger scale right and like this one looks like especially cool because it doesn't just look like a giant humanoid it's like what the fuck was that thing yep. and like we don't know but it's kind of the cool part yeah and the idea that like all these like people are just like eternally surrounding it praying for its uh resurrection and the body just takes so long to decompose that that's it's just, just there. gotta be the worst smell oh my god yeah <laughs> it's the <laughs> holy smell dude i re- i saw someone recently did you know the story in the 80s where uh like a huge blue uh sperm whale carcass washed up on a beach and their the mayor's answer to it was to blow it up with dynamite oh what <laughs> yeah and they used way too much and like whale chunks just went flying for miles oh, and God. covered the entire town so that would not be a good idea to try in this instance <laughs> no that would like cover the whole world yeah Thor's like, Here, i'll get rid of the body for you haka boom <laughs> just smashes it oh god <laughs> It's raining guts all over the planet. Oh, my God. That would be so nice. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a good strategy. I can see Thor trying that, though. Oh, I mean, sure, it'd be a good time. And it's cool because during this investigation, we do actually get a quick cameo from uh, Tony Stark. This was a yeah. cool scene that I liked a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was a cool throw-in. Because uh, it, it's the, uh, this, this story pretty much mainly takes place like in its own corner. You know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really tie in with a lot of anything else going on, at least not yet. Uh, like towards the end of the run, it ties in a lot with the Marvel universe, but for now it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, but I, lo- yeah, I like how it's it starts out that condensed though. Right, exactly. So that way it's easy to jump onto. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's nice to get this like Marvel shared universe stuff too, where it's like, well, I'm an Avenger. I should call on my Avenger friends for help. Yeah, it reminds you that like you're on like Earth in present day, like in like the normal reality. Right, and Thor has history with people here yeah like so he, like he has like best friends and why wouldn't he call them for help yeah, yeah exactly. so it's a cool idea where it's like he needs someone to help him track like geological like uh abnormalities in the earth and he's like i don't know how the fuck to do that I know. <laughs> and it's, it's like this is the classic like comic book thing where it's like okay this is a huge like threat and like mm-hmm. obviously a very powerful like antagonist like why wouldn't you call in like every ally you could think and of he, and he uh tony asked him that he's like are you sure this scene kind of seems like an avengers thing yeah and uh thor's like no this is something i have to do myself and and tony's like no that's bullshit like we're helping you and <laughs> yep. i like that and so i kind of got excited for a minute right, i know um, right. but then it kind of ends up being the thing where it's like no you need to warn the others and it's like okay so they're gone yeah it's yeah. like well why wouldn't you stick around for like 10 more minutes yeah, you can warn <laughs> the others in 10 minutes he's right. not going anywhere if he's right. in this cave obviously um but it's just i mean i get why you don't want to oh, have yeah. this be an iron it's man book. story purposes yeah 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 it's Thor's journey no i yeah. get it but it's cool cool enough that he had those cool two pages because he's got funny dialogue too so oh, it's, it's a good appearance yep i like the suit too it's like the black like the bumblebee one yeah like I, I like the yellow. suit a lot from yeah. this era yeah the the black and yellow yep uh and it's cool this is kind of where he talks about his memory too because he's walking into the cave and he's like i don't remember a lot from like the old days like from the norse days yeah. but this cave i remember he's like i know that something very bad happened here. yeah because we find out later that this is the cave where he tracked the god butcher down to mm-hmm. and uh the god butcher captured him and tortured him here for like two weeks yeah long 
long time. Yeah, and like he was literally like about to break when he got. And he, this is the cool part: he gets rescued by like his Viking buddies. Yeah, the OG crew, and they take out Gore. Yeah, how sick is that? Right, <laughs> like these guys are the warriors of like t- legend, you know. And like, okay, I mean, I was just wondering because, like, I mean, I'm sure it was more just Gore being caught, like that caught off by this, like these humans being that dedicated to a god. But or was he like not? strong against humans or does he just not have an inclination to kill humans i think it's the latter because he starts out trying to reason with them he's like why are you fighting me like i'm oh, here to true. help you guys like you'll be so much better without thor oh yeah I suppose. so he doesn't want to like start murdering people his his whole idea is if i kill the gods they'll, they'll be happier like he's on their side yeah he, and if he kills the normal people then he's no better than a god yeah he sees the norsemen as his equals yeah because whenever people call him a god in this run he, he gets hates pissed it. That's, yeah. like a, that's like a huge thing for him yep so like he he sees the slavics as or not Sorry, the, the Vikings yeah. as like his his allies. He's like, no, I'm on your side. I'm one of you. Like I lived a terrible life too. Like, oh, true, we'll yeah. be better without them. No, totally. So so he's he's thinking like he can turn them against Thor, but they're mm-hmm. like, no, Thor's our buddy, man. He, <laughs> right. He drinks with us. He's awesome. He's the man. Like, your guys might have been dicks, but this guy's the fucking yeah, man. Yeah, I got Uh And so they the, so they attack Gore, and like they do a pretty good job against them. Enough at oh, least yeah. for Thor to get free and deliver the killing blow. Yep. And uh, and they're like, wow, like this was the battle of all time. Like they'll sing songs about this. Day. <laughs> yeah. And Thor's like, no, like because Thor, I think is a little bit ashamed that he was about to break. Yep. So he's like, this is like my one moment of weakness, and I'm never, I'm gonna forget this ever happened, and you will too. Yeah, it's time to drink this memory away. Right. Exactly. He's like, let's go get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in modern day, we kind of see what Gore is up to. He is. Uh, he attacks the um, the omnipotent city and with his shadow beast and kind of just and slaughters the whole place. And he not only that, but he takes all the corpses and starts using the blood to do some kind of giant ritual. Yeah, he's basically it's classic doing a ti- blood ritual, classic time travel blood ritual. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool that you can do a blood ritual to time travel. Right. Um. So he he has like it's literally like a, a like a giant pool of blood, and he's going to use it to create this portal. Um, and his plan is to go back in time uh, to when like the elder gods started spawning. And I'm not, I'm not totally sure how well this ties in with the rest of Marvel cosmology. I feel like a lot of writers try to take their own takes on like what were the first gods that spawned, you know, other things. Yeah. And I'm not sure how well they tie in with each other, but it's fine. I don't really, I'm not going to care about that too much because he basically he keeps it pretty vague. It's basically just like these elder gods spawned. And created humans, or not created humans, but created, created creatures. life, yeah. yeah. Like screaming horrible creatures in pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was the rough draft. Right. And so he goes into the past with the All Black and just like stabs one of them and takes the heart and brings it back to modern day. And so it Which, kinda, as a premise, is like badass. Oh, yeah. It's pretty metal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and it kind of, it's one of those things again where it makes you respect the All Black. It's like, what is this thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, and, Jason Aaron, to his credit, like does a pretty cool job, like leaving the the all black unanswered throughout all of this. Because mm-hmm. like we see a little bit of its origin in Gore's uh, origin, where it's like Gore, like as he like had given up, you he know, was he, like exiled. He was exiled for like blasphemy, blasphemy yeah. yeah. And so he's just walking along, and this crater falls, like this meteor. Except he looks, and it's not a meteor. It's these two gods who were fighting in space and fell down. Yep. And stabbed each other. And it's kind of a cool image because there's like this golden god stabbing like a spear into the um, the all black's mouth. Yeah, yeah. one of them's dead and then the other one has like a spear in his chest like, help me. Yeah, one of them's like this black, like almost like a uh, scarab looking knight. Yeah, it's, it looks like, kind a, of it's like, like a scarab wolf. Yeah, it looks like Egyptian almost. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And so they've like killed each other. And when he goes up to them, the golden god is like still alive. And he's yep. and he's like, help me. Yeah. And Gore is just like, help you, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah. Help me. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> yeah. When have you ever helped me? Yeah. Because I think he's. I guess he doesn't know for sure, but he's like, are you like if you're up there, you're our gods. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're obviously around somewhere. Because at this point, he just assumed they didn't exist, but mm-hmm. now he's like, you do exist, and you suck. And so, um, so but that, that that's kind of like where we get. So we don't know exactly what the all black is at this point, but. We we know that it's from some fallen god and he just like takes it and uses it to kill the golden god yep and it wraps him up and like he it's very uh symbiote because yeah i mean we'll find out when we finally cover venom it it's very much tied into that origin it's not quite a symbiote but it's it's got similar origins definitely um and, and it's stylistically it almost it almost seems as if that was always the plan but i don't know if that's that if that's the case well, i mean my first time going through this like when i first saw the necro sword i was like this is symbiote related right yeah a lot of people said that when yeah. they first saw this they were like because it's not really said outright but it's like that looks like a venom mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely i know a venom and that's a venom <laughs> that's a venom <laughs> Uh, and so Gore goes to the future and Thor like shows up at Omnipotent City. He's like, oh, no, you don't, you son of a bitch. And he flies <laughs> in after him and Thor pops in and he shows up and he sees King Thor in front of him. And he's like, yep, who the fuck are you? Odin? Well, yeah, he thinks it's Odin. <laughs> and he's like, you dumbass. <laughs> so so Gore's plan was he wasn't just going back in time to get the heart. He was going to go forward in time after that because he's got plans to do with it after. Yep. Um. And so th- when Thor follows him, now Thor is in the future, and he actually gets to do battle with King Thor, which is, like, really badass. <laughs> yeah. And so we get, like, a scene of King Thor and Thor just, like, fighting these shadow beasts together. And they actually kind of, like, turn it around, and King Thor is like, holy shit, this is what we needed. Like, we, we fucking have victory, finally. Yep. Um, except they don't really know where, where Gore went or what he did with that heart, so we're kind of left at a cliffhanger where we're like, eh, did you win? I don't know. Yeah, you know he's still brewing something. Right, because we're not at the end of the Gore story yet, and I, but they kind of think they are. Yep. Uh, but we see Gore, and he's kind of like off doing his own thing in this future, and at this point he kind of has like full like kind of Black Knight armor. Yeah, it looks uh, awesome. Yeah, this is a better look for him. I like this. It's better than no pants. It's, it's better than the no pants, sometimes thong, sometimes <laughs> hanging dong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the symbiote thong. Yeah. Sometimes I have a loincloth, sometimes I take it off. <laughs> it's up to you. I'm the god of no pants. <laughs> I don't know if I want to meet that guy. <laughs> and so that that's kind of where we wrap up this arc. It kind of leaves it on that cliffhanger of now Thor's in the future, Gore's up to shit, yep. and we're going to find out how this all ties in. And so the timelines are, we kind of, I, I don't think, I think going into this, you don't expect the timelines to really converge, but they kind of do. Like the, the characters end up meeting each other, which is kind of unexpected. Yeah, I didn't expect them to converge. I was like kind of expecting like, like you know, King Thor would be like, "What would have happened if Thor present day wouldn't have beat Gore?" Oh, I, like, sure. I didn't, I didn't think there'd be like a time travel crossover, but yeah. then, like, it's an awesome idea. No, it's a cool take because Gore's plan like spans eons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's literally going back to the beginning of of creation now to what we're told is like the end of time. So yep. it's, this is like a making like the full lap. Yeah, this is a big story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Large so, scale. Yeah, so it's cool because this will set up the next story we're going to do next week, which is God Bomb, which is kind of the conclusion of this Gore story. Okay. It's not the last time Gore comes up, but I'd say this is definitely the main chunk of it. Okay. Because like I said, Malekith is kind of like the big baddie of this uh, of this Jason Aaron run. And so for uh, Love and Thunder, Thor 4, is they're thinking that um, 
Christian Bale is either going to be Gore or Malekith. No, I, I think they're thinking Malekith has already been used. Oh, oh, so that's they, right. They're, they're thinking Gore or possibly Dario Alger, oh, okay. who is also in Jason Aaron's run. Gotcha. He's the oil baron Minotaur man. Mm, okay. Uh, so oh, yeah, that, God, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, that'd be a cool take as well. So it kind of be like him as American Psycho, but he turns into a, a fucking Minotaur, <laughs> right? <laughs> So I, I don't know. I think he would knock either of those out of the park. I'd kind of prefer Dario Auger because, I mean, as to, after talking about and rereading this, I don't know if Gore's my favorite character. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not I, bad. I, I but... like the story that he ended up providing here. You know, like yeah, he, he provides some pretty cool settings and some pretty cool, like we getting all these introductions to different pantheons and just kind of hearing about them in the past tense is really cool. Yeah, and like seeing the places he goes and kind of this the. Um, just the audacity and the scale of his plans is pretty cool, but like oh, his yeah. motivations are kind of uh Yeah, I think yeah, I think you said it the other day. You were saying like he kind of gives off like like super like, like salty edgy atheist, yeah, edgy yeah. atheist vibes. Yeah, so it's like and like that's a fine like like the, that's a fine character trait, but for him to be like that to like the edgy extreme is just kind of like I'm like all right, exactly because like his motivation is like an actual motivation held by like a lot of people. Yeah, like, and a I lot totally of people... sympathize with that. Oh yeah, but it's like the things he says and like his dialogue and the way he just like tortures people over it and it's like a smug and like. Like you know, like he he's knows very, better. very edge lord. Yeah. So like, I mean, I get it, and like, it, I like, I understand that a character like that could very well exist. And no, definitely. People like that do exist. It's not out of the realm of so possibility. Yeah. So it's a, it's someone that is like, it's someone he might have to fight, regardless of how edgy, you know, how much we like it. Yeah. Definitely. Like that's someone in real life that could be like an issue too. And, that and the ideas to that he brings up, I think, tie in well with with thor as well because, exactly because it's like are you worthy mm-hmm. you know that's the central question i think it's an interesting question to ask so yeah i'm excited to cover more of that next week well we're going to be getting uh pretty deep into this run like i said we're going to go cover the first 18 issues mm-hmm. um but that like i said uh, it's a three-part series so that sets us up perfectly to do the three mcu thor movies so that's what we're doing next we're going to do uh the 20 i think it was 2011, 2011. When we it up. yeah yep. so we're going to do the original thor movie i haven't revisited this movie in a while so long time the premise of our show kind of makes watching these movies more fun sometimes because i'll read the the book and i'm really into like the thor throwing the hammer and like seeing this in action so kind of seeing it in live action is a little bit more fun right right off the tales of reading the book oh yeah definitely so that's kind of what i've been enjoying about this podcast in general because like after like reading thor i was kind of in the mood to see someone like swinging a hammer and fighting guys (laughs) definitely it's like perfect to just like all right i'll pop this in and watch this right now oh yeah it was a good like topper yep and uh the movie, I think it held up in ways that I didn't remember, and also there were parts that were a little more dated than, or like could have been done better. Yeah, definitely. Um, because there's scenes that like I didn't even remember that were pretty badass. Like the open, like one of the opening scenes is like a flashback of like, uh, of like kind of what we saw in this book, where it's like a flashback to like 900 AD. Um, so like you start out with these Vikings, literally like, uh, they, like, uh, Odin is narrating it saying like, yeah, they worshiped us, us as gods. Like we, we protected Midgard mm-hmm. and cause the frost giants like land on Midgard with the plans to invade it and kind of make it a new ice age. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Cause Odin like jumps down with all the Asgardians. Like, yeah. To fight them. Fucking, I can't think of a better Odin than Anthony Hopkins. Oh, no, that was great casting. I don't oh, know yeah. if he enjoyed the role. It kind of seemed like he always wanted out, but he <laughs> yeah, does well with it. it. I mean, he he honestly phoned it in a couple scenes, but it was good overall. And, like, in Thor 3, he just does one green screen. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, he's a great Odin. Like, he looks the part for sure. Oh, yeah, it's a perfect, like, image. Because it's cool, especially when we get to see him, like, in battle and stuff. It's pretty cool, because in this, he's, like, he's the head of the army. I mean, he looked very out of shape. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's a god, so I can buy it. <laughs> like, the scene when he's on the horse, he he just looks so gassed and like he was <laughs> using like half of his like energy just to stay like on the horse. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, but yeah, so it's cool because we actually we get like a whole fight scene which I didn't even remember. Like, I didn't I'm either. I'm rewatching it like all of like Odin and the Asgardians. Like it's cool they like charge into battle. Like yep. it's almost like a Game of Thrones battle where like where they're fighting each other like in full scale. Yeah, and I gotta say the the king of the frost giants in this movie was almost like a copy and paste image of uh, the Night King from he Game was of Thrones. Luffy, yeah. Oh yeah, but this came first. It so did come first. Yeah. If anyone stole anything, it was Game of Thrones. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the other opening scene is like him, uh, like. Selvig and uh, and Jane Foster kind of tracking anomalies, and they see this tornado land in the desert, and they accidentally hit Thor's body. Yeah, so that's kind of like the introduction of like Thor on Earth, and we're kind of wondering like how he got there. Yep. Um, but we see that because there's a, a scene of it, there's the whole fight scene where like Thor goes back to Jotunheim to like fight the Frost Giants, which I guess had to happen because we got to see Thor fighting stuff just to yeah. get an idea of his power. Well, because the Tesseract gets stolen or whatever they call it. Like on their planet, what was is it? that? I don't think that was the tesseract. I think that was the casket of ancient winners. Oh yeah, it was you're right. Yeah, um, because the frost giants want to use it to start an ice age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they came in and stole it during Thor's like coronation to be uh, king or whatever. Right, and so we get the scene of like him recruiting the warriors three, and Loki is kind of like with him. He's gonna trick. Uh, Heimdall into letting him go. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess this scene, like I said, was necessary to show us like what Thor is like capable of doing, but it wasn't my favorite fight scene. Like we get some cool stuff, I guess, but it kind of like the stakes of it just seem very like, yaha. Yeah. You know? It's just like him doing like a foolhardy, just like, oh, fuck you. It's very like superficial smashing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's and it's dumb. cool enough, I guess, but I, I wasn't like super into just fighting nameless giants. Yeah. And like, and I kind of was thinking about it. Like the CGI is not bad, but you can tell we've come a long way in nine years. Yeah, we have. Uh, Cause like there's like, we co- even comparing like the giant frog or whatever you call that, the giant like bull beast or whatever, frost giant beast that comes after him. Yeah. Yeah. Like comparing that to like the giant, fire dragon we see in Muspelheim like you can see like 10 oh, years yeah. of progress in CGI there like it looks like crazy better like going back and watching these old movies sometimes gives you an appreciation for that oh definitely even movies like this that aren't even that old like 2011 mm-hmm. like you're just like I mean I guess it's 10 years still ago. nine years yeah. yeah so I guess that is still a pretty big gap oh yeah but it's, it's crazy how there's like that big of a gap in a franchise that is pretty much still alive exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty cool yep uh, but we I guess we don't really need to describe the plot of this movie too much everyone's kind of seen Thor at this point yeah uh, the um the parts that I thought were were interesting were I mean there's a lot of like funny parts after Thor gets like th- a cat cast back to Earth, um that I kind of liked like him kind of like that culture shock that fish out of water which yeah, is kind of yeah. funny it, it's interesting yeah like this part where he's like drinking coffee and smashing I'll have another <laughs> or when he goes to the pet store he's like I'd like a horse <laughs> I mean it kind of makes him a bit of a dick because I mean he can't read a room at all no one else is smashing mugs <laughs> well yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, no one else. I mean, did, no it's one, just muscle reflexes. No one else is that polite to that, ask for another like that. True, yeah. In some cultures, that's like, uh, yes, you know, compliments to the chef. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, it's like in some cultures, burping is like a compliment. Right. So it's like maybe he was just like everyone here is so rude. Yeah. Smash. <laughs> I gotta uplift the room. This is a great drink, you assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I actually, I do like the scene where he's cast out too. I think that's a great scene where Odin is like super pissed at him. He's like, "Oh yeah," because they Odin like I I like I like him in this more than I like him in at least some of the Jason Aaron comics because Odin kind of has like a sense of honor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in in the in the Jason Aaron run and in a lot of stuff, like Odin is just kind of this asshole who's just always been this like warmonger. 
Um, well, I mean, that's how Odin was in mythology, too. Right. And and we find out, and we'll talk about it more in Ragnarok, we find out that he was that. It's okay. just now he's kind of oh, like, he's true, trying yeah. to be better. Yeah, he's trying to whitewash. He's learned lessons <laughs> in his old age, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like that, where he's like, you've brought, like, desolation. Like, war isn't glory. Like, mm-hmm. war is an honor. It's desolation and it's horror. It's like, it's, I would know. And it's hell, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've lived my whole life through it. Yeah. And he's like, you're just a boy and you have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I like that take a lot, where he's like, like I like that. It, and that because it's kind of turning Thor, that's his whole journey it's turning him from a warrior into a hero yep and so that that's kind of like that's one thing that what re-watching this movie that i thought they did really well which was thor's journey of becoming worthy again yeah it gave me like more of an appreciation for the character right because he he's completely like because i'm watching the opening scenes of this i'm like he's this guy's a fucking warmongering <laughs> dick he's a douche yeah he's out <laughs> here trying to start a war yeah like literally almost starting the brink of a war just for like shits and giggles killing people gleefully just for honor and and because lofty called him a pretty princess yeah 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 it doesn't make sense um i mean it makes sense it's, the, it's him being an asshole exactly yeah, yeah. Um, but I like that the whole point of the movie is like, no, you need to be better. Like mm-hmm. you need to be like a, like a better man. Yeah. And so like he's like he's like I strip you of your title, your rank, and that's when he puts the the enchantment on Thor's hammer. He's like yep. whoever should be worthy shall hold the hammer of Thor and rips it into the rainbow bridge. Yep. After him. And uh, and I like that because that's the actual inscription that's on the hammer. Yeah, I love and, that part. And then when we get to the Jane part, I brought this up too. It's like whoever, anyone who says that you know it's bullshit that Jane Foster or anyone else becomes Thor, it's always been on the hammer. Whoever holds the hammer gets the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you hold the hammer, you become Thor. Has the hammer always had that like Celtic? kind of insignia or is that something that's uh, uh, just an MCU thing? That's something as far as I remember. I, I read, I've for my Thor background, I've read all of the Jason Aaron run. I've read all of the Simonson run. I, I get, can't remember off the top of my head. I feel like that stuff's always Because I feel there. like that engraving was always on like the border. It always like outlined the border of the hammer. I know the engraving has always been there. Okay. But I don't know about the symbol necessarily. Gotcha. I can't remember that off the top of my head. Okay. But, I mean, either way, I like it. But that whole concept's always been there. Like, it, well, I eventually we'll we'll cover probably at least the first couple volumes of that Simonson run because I want to talk about Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So it's kind of like a like anyone who picks up the hammer, like they get full regalia, they get the helmet, they get the cape, they get yeah. the, the powers. And I love that take. Yeah, that's awesome because like I kind of like I hope that that's how it works in Thor: Love and Thunder when we finally get that movie where it's like. Uh, you know, Jane picks up the hammer and gets the full Lady Lady Jane Thor costume. But wasn't it confirmed that she's gonna like pick up the hammer? Yeah, but we don't know how she's gonna look. That's yet. true. I, but I, I, I hope it's not just like she picks it up and she's normal. And I know swings she, it once she's and just she's we're, like, I got him, huh? She's just wearing like a jacket and blue jeans. Yeah, I, it's I like, hope, oh, cool. Yeah. I, I hope, <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's not just gonna be like a bit where it's like, you know, oh she, yeah, she's yeah. worthy and that proves something, and then she swings at someone once. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's like she actually becomes Thor. That would be awesome, man. Yeah, because yeah, I and that's what well, I almost wish that's how it would have been. In, in Endgame I think we talked about this too yep yeah, if that would have happened to Cap because how cool would it have God. been if, if when Captain America picked up the hammer he went full Thor regalia like right he, just he, got a cape and like a he, helmet he got the you could even have the A on the helmet hell yeah it, it, would, it would be like inscribed as it came on like in fire I'm like I'm like upset that that didn't happen <laughs> yeah and then th- Captain America could have gone the whole fight in like a cape and like a hammer god that would have been so like fighting side by side with Thor how sick would that Oh, I would have loved that. Yeah, that, that's a missed opportunity. I get they want to have like the image of Captain America, but you got to go all out with it, man. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like the idea too that when Thor's hammer lands on Earth, that uh, it's like an alien object. Yeah, it's cool because like the, the like the truckers in uh, in Arizona or New Mexico, yeah, are like they're gathered around it with their like uh, their 
um, pickup trucks, like trying to wheel it out. Like, yeah, they're, they're trying they, to tow it out. Yeah, they're like, come on, and like drags <laughs> the whole back off the truck. Rips like, off the axle. Holy shit! <laughs> and it's cool because when Shield finally discovers what happened, they roll in and they they can't get the hammer out, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they have to like build a whole facility around it. Yep. And when when Thor and Jane are breaking in, she brings up a good point, like realizing like this isn't like some satellite that fell from Earth. They would have just taken it with them. Yeah, exactly. Like, this has got to be something like that's where she starts to believe in all everything that's going on. Yeah, like they can't move whatever it is. Yeah. And so Thor like goes in. He doesn't really have his powers, but he's still he's still ripped. Yeah, you know, he's, he's still freaking strong as hell. Yeah, he's still like a world class like athlete. Yeah, so with, he goes with in warrior just, fighting training, and he goes in and just fights all of them. And it's a little unbelievable that he doesn't just get shot. Yeah, because they have guns and everything. And at the last second, they pull out who do you who would have thought? Oh yeah, the they weird pull out Hawkeye Hawkeye. cameo. Yeah. yeah, who he literally does nothing. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I get because this was his intro to the character, so maybe they were just trying to like screen test it. Yeah, they're like, oh, check it out, it's yeah, Hawkeye. They, like, do you guys think a bow and arrow character is is cool. <laughs> Look how cool he looks. Because I bet you, if all the reviews were like, "Who's this asshole with the bow?" They would have been like, "He's nobody. He's nobody." <laughs> right? Just toss him under the. Not rug. an Avenger, certainly. <laughs> uh, so oh, it's kind of like he doesn't even get to shoot the arrow. I know. He just aims at Thor the whole time. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, "I kind of like this guy." It's like, why? <laughs> Beating up all your friends. You don't know who he is, right? You don't even know he's fighting for the right things. He could be Hydra. Yeah, from an outside <laughs> perspective, this is just a madman. Yeah, this could be a Hydra agent. Right? Clint's like, I like this guy. <laughs> you don't know he's what got, he's doing here. He's got spazazz. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess maybe like, uh, cause at this point Coulson's in charge. So maybe mm-hmm. Coulson is just kind of thinking like, well, don't shoot him. Like, I don't know who the fuck he is, but he's obviously he's important. It, yes. Cause I think Coulson is thinking like, does this guy know more than we do? Yeah. And so he's like, we got to take him alive. Yep. So I, that, that part makes sense to me because they do capture him. And I, I love the part when he's get up to the hammer and he's like about to take the kill shot. He's like, hold on. I want to see what happens. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, maybe he, this guy can fucking lift it. Yeah. He's like, nah, you never know. Yeah. And but yeah, of course, he's he's not worthy yet. Yep. I mean, pretty much all he's done is land on Earth and beat people up. So yep. he's not worthy. Yet. He's still a dick. Yeah. So he <laughs> hasn't really learned his lesson yet. He's still just beating up innocent people. Yeah. I mean, not that the Frost Giants were necessarily innocent, but you don't it need was to go un- in there. Start, it was unprovoked. You don't need to go in there swinging hammers and killing people. No. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like too when he gets captured, where Coulson's like he doesn't know that he's a god, so he's kind of like thinking of him as almost like, "Are you Hydra? He Are you he's an- like a KGB? Yeah, or like a mercenary? Yeah. yeah." I think his first thought is probably, "Well, I guess they don't really know about the Hydra threat yet." He just um, thinks he's some like a, like opposing government agency right. or opposing government. And what's cool too is whenever I look back and think on these shield scenes too, I we are like because Jasper Sitwell's in here, who yep. we know is like a Hydra agent. Yeah, just full so, of Hydra. So it's cool seeing these scenes with the context of you know. Coulson thinks he's in charge, but he's kind of not really. He's just the puppet. Because yeah. if Coulson ever said to do something that Hydra didn't want to do, they would stop him. Yeah. So it's cool, like kind of thinking about this, like, well, this isn't just Shield doing this; is Hydra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when when they steal Jane's equipment and just straight up rob her, it's a little more like it's like, well, that's Hydra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're literally getting robbed by Nazis. <laughs> um, not a good day. And I always like we'll talk about it more when we get to Winter Soldier. But I do like the take that you know Shield is not good. Oh, definitely. I, I think Shield was kind of glori- glorified a little too. Much much in the early movies where Definitely. it's like this secret organization is good <laughs> like no they're not we love black ops organizations <laughs> yeah no 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 bad take <laughs> they don't need government oversight at all no they're the good guys uh, <laughs> trust them no but so i'm glad winter soldier turned that around it's like no they're they're the oppressive ones and that's why winter soldier is like one of my favorites yep yeah that's i why mean winter- aside from being just an overall right because it recontextualizes all these scenes where it's like well, i trusted these guys but now i'm learned i learned my lesson that whatever yeah. it looks like on the outside is not right yep um so it's cool seeing Sitwell like be a part of these scenes because you're like, what's he doing? Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but I, I like like I said, this uh, this movie ties in well talking about this combined with the Jason Aaron run because we talked about how like the Jason Aaron run like it kind of seems like the central question is like. Are, am I worthy to be called a god? Like, mm-hmm. am I worthy of like you know the worship and like the like what the the attention I receive? Like, am I just the same as all of them? Mm-hmm. Because I think this whole this whole movie too is also about like what have I ever done to be worthy of like like it, like if I, I've been an asshole, but maybe I can be better. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's what Thor learns. He's like, well, I've thrown away everything. Like, it's at one point he even thinks that his actions have killed his dad, which yeah, Loki's Loki. lying to him, but it's yeah. kind of almost a good wake-up call for Thor to be like, you know, my actions have consequences. Yeah, Loki actually kind of did, did him a favor. A little bit, yeah, because Loki inadvertently set him on the path to being worthy again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, so he fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, because the like Thor is pretty much, he's human the whole movie until mm-hmm. the very end when the destroyer attacks the town yep and like, like almost sacrifices himself yeah and he actually lies to the warriors three he lies to lady sif which i like where he's like don't worry i have a plan i'm thor you know me mm-hmm. and lady sif is like okay i trust you like yeah. sure I like go do your plan that you're thor yep and so and then he and after they leave like he kind of looks at jane and then he's like shrugs his shoulders like i don't have a fucking idea man <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any plan here right uh he just walks up to the destroyer and he's like just please loki like you you have, you don't give a shit about any of these people here. Like you're only destroying this because of me. Just yeah. take me and let it be over. Yeah. And uh, and Loki's like okay, and like he's about to fire at him, but then I don't know why Loki. Yeah, does he this. gives him like a fake out. He's like, ah, I'm not gonna do it. And gotcha. Then he, then, he just, <laughs> then he just bitch slaps him. Why? why? I know it's such a dick move. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's Loki. He's just yeah. an asshole. He's like. Fooled you, bam! Trickster well, God. I mean, unless it was like because he did it, maybe he couldn't like look at look him in the eyes when oh, he was doing it. Oh, you're right. That might be there. Might be something to that read. I like that. Yeah, where it's like Loki's firing up, and he's like, "No, I don't want to watch this." Trickster yeah, I, but he's got to die. Bam. Yeah, because when he yeah. when he bitch slaps him, he's looking the other way. Yep, that's a, that, that's a really good point. I like that. I, yeah, I, I like c- that interpretation. I he's like, that. I can't watch this. Yeah, yeah, but it's got to be done. Yep. So yeah, so as Thor's about to die, like that's when he finally becomes because he's just like he sent his friends away. He saved like everyone here, yeah. And so like he's finally like thought of human life or like not human life, but like put it, other lives above his. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He, he's finally like you know out, not out for his own honor. He's out to do the right thing. Yeah, good and that's later. that's when he's finally like you know worthy to hold the power of, and the hammer flies out yeah. of the whole base, which you see is like in the distance, which is a cool <laughs> yeah. shot. Yeah, it's like a homing missile. Yeah, this whole like missile flying up, and the and Selvig's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> And like it flies into his hand, and he instantly gets the full armor back, and it's yep. like, duh, 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 duh. oh yeah, and it's really cool. And Jane's just like, oh my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the audience watching that splooshed. Yeah, and Jane's like, ooh, I picked well. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I think there's parts of this movie that, um, like theme wise and story wise, worked really well. But there is a lot of scenes where it's just kind of like padded and boring. Yeah. Um, like the, a lot of the fight scenes don't really have a lot of fun context to it, where it's just kind of like smash, smash. Yeah, it's just fighting, just to fight. Right. Like the destroyer is, I guess, cool, but not in this context. I wasn't really digging it that much because it's just kind of he go, he comes in and starts like lasering buildings and yeah it's like, okay it's like freaking yeah the day the earth stood still yeah it seems like this like desert town only existed to get blown up <laughs> by the destroyer <laughs> right it's like a nuclear testing facility right it's like it's like a bunch of fake people set up just to be blown up by the destroyer <laughs> indiana jones is hiding in a refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i so i mean i could have done without those but the, the central themes of it i like so yeah. i mean especially after reading this i felt like that worked out well enough for, for an origin movie you know they were still kind of getting things worked out and kind of gaining their confidence exactly yeah this is still early Marvel. like this this movie clearly doesn't have the confidence that ragnarok has where no. it's just like fuck you i'm gonna make the movie i want to make and and i feel like you know it's i feel like it's probably a bit of a you know a project to make a 
Thor like fit the like the actual like cinematic screen. Well, that's exactly what and I mean. And make is, it realistic. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Is you didn't have the freedom to make whatever you wanted. Here. Exactly. You had to make like a a Thor origin that's gonna make people not go what the fuck. Had to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It had to be close to the ground. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it kind of had to be like a little bit like Iron Man. Like oh, yeah. All these origin movies had to be like a tiny bit like Iron Man. Oh, you know definitely. What I mean? Exactly. Like they even had to mention Tony that's, Stark at some point. That's yeah. the formula. Yeah. Just to get people on board. You're like, you liked Iron Man. Just hold on. Just <laughs> hang on with me until the Avengers. Just please hang on. Right. That's kind of what a lot of these or- origin movies are. When we finally get to Captain America, there's a little bit of that. Actually, a lot of that there, too. Oh, definitely. Because uh, they, they had to pretty much put Tony Stark in that movie as his dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not quite Tony Stark, but it's close. It might as well be. <laughs> All right. But that'll bring us to the conclusion of our first Thor episode. We're going to we're gonna be locked and loaded with the Thor stuff for another three weeks. I'm, I'm glad we're, doing, we're getting back to doing some long series because I kind of like getting into a character for an extended period of time. Yeah, it's nice getting into the meat. Yeah, because by then you kind of start to learn more about the side characters, kind of learn the content. Context, and you can kind of watch the movies again and be like, well, these things they did right, but these things are kind of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like doing that. So, yeah. so we're next week, like I mentioned, we're going to be doing uh, the God Bomb. We're, we're down for the God Bomb next week. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be issues. I think it's only five issues next week, actually, okay. for that arc before it starts the Malekath stuff. Gotcha. Or actually, I think there's one in betweener. So maybe we'll cover that next week, too. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, and then we're going to be doing uh, Thor 2 The Dark World. The so. best one. Uh, maybe we'll come across on the rewatch liking it more than we did. I don't know. I've yeah, been, who knows? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I've only I seen it once, and it's been a while. I don't remember large parts of it, so we'll see. Oh yeah, I remember not being huge on it in the beginning, but um, Christopher Eccleston's in it. He's he's a cool actor. Oh yeah. So uh, so we'll see what's up with the the red swirly uh, stone mist thingy that they <laughs> yeah. have in that movie. <laughs> the portals, whatever. Yeah, I remember the Celestials being in it. I remember that. That was kind of they look cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there were some decent visuals. We'll see. We'll see. Well, there might be some cool stuff in there, yeah. but. Uh, find out uh, next week. We're going to be uh, swinging our hammers, shooting our lightning, finding out if we're worthy, and we're going to be uh, wearing pants. I promise you that. Oh yeah, hail yeah, Thor! We're, and we're gonna we're gonna have our pants on, and we're gonna keep them on. <laughs> this I promise. <laughs>